Could it be happening, Duck fans? Could we have at spring practice right now an honest-to-goodness open quarterback battle between Bo Nix and Ty Thompson? A recent report out of Duck spring practice indicates it might be happening. You never know. Plus, Oregon basketball gets a big-time commitment in the class of 2023. Mookie Cook, a top-five overall recruit, is coming to the Ducks. All that coming up today on Locked on Ducks. Here we go. You are Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first view every day. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every weekday. We do not have an off-season here at the Locked on Network. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. We're free and available on all platforms. Or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. I see those numbers continue to go up in terms of subscriptions, and I love to see that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This episode of Locked on Ducks is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props. Just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Okay, so there was something that grabbed my attention recently. I brushed it off a little bit on Friday, but as I started to look into it a little, little bit more, I realized very worthy of discussion. Are we having an actual quarterback battle? Is there a debate amongst the coaching staff between whether to start Ty Thompson or Bo Nix? Are they really undecided? They haven't officially named a starter. You never know. Maybe Jay Butterfield is going to come out of the shadows and just take it from both. You you never know. Anything could happen. It's a great thing about sports. Best reality show in the world. You can't make the stuff up what happens. I mean, North Carolina beating Duke in the Final Four to end Coach K's career and make it an even 50-50 split with Mike Krzyzewski between the two schools all time. You can't make that stuff up. You just can't. So you never know what's going to happen. That's my point. And this had my attention. And I think that when Matt Prem, (laughs) who covers the Ducks, first tweeted out that Ty Thompson had taken first-team reps, collectively, I think there were a lot of Duck fans, understandably so, it was just Michael Scott from the office. Oh, my Oh my God. Okay, it's happening. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. No one was staying calm. It was going everywhere in duck circles. And how could it not? How could it not? The highest rated quarterback recruit in program history who stayed through a coaching change, committed to the Ducks, taking first team reps. Yeah, it gets people's attention. Of course it does. So this took place at Oregon's fourth spring practice. Ty Thompson took snaps with the quote-unquote first team. Now, Kenny Dillingham has said that they don't have, well, at least that this is what he said, they don't have first team and second team. But the first quarterback to take out reps in the fourth spring practice, at the very least, was Ty Thompson. So, that's noteworthy. It's, it's noteworthy. Bo Nix is with the second team. Butterfield with the third. I understand why it's exciting. I understand why people... Some of you are jumping for joy. Oh, my gosh, it's finally going to be Ty Thompson time. We should have seen him more last year, and I agree. He should have played more last season, particularly in the bowl game. Particularly in the bowl game, you know, (laughs) there was just nothing to gain by playing Anthony Brown there. I would have liked to have seen him more, gotten him experience. I'm with you there, Duck fans. But when I saw this, I thought, whoa, my eyebrows went up just like they did right here on YouTube. They went up, and I said, whoa, that 
I didn't see that coming. Apparently, Auburn fans were having a laugh at the idea of Bo Nix transferring and being a backup quarterback, but that's not actually an official thing yet. It's very early in spring practice. Guys are still coming in and out of the program. Coaching staff still getting their feet under him. Players still getting loose, getting back into the field of things. Nothing has been decided officially. I, I don't think it's news that, that we should overreact to. And I'm sure some of you want me to come on here and say, it's time. It's Ty's time. I don't think we can make that distinction yet, right? Kenny Dillingham is putting in an entirely new offense with players that, for the most part, other than Bo Nix, he's not very familiar with. So there's going to be a lot of changing in terms of who plays where and who plays how much and who's where on the depth chart. We don't have an official two deep yet for Morgan football, at least to my knowledge, and I follow this stuff pretty darn closely. Is it worth paying attention to? Yes, it is, because I didn't think that Ty Thompson was going to be taking any first-team reps now that Bo Nix is back healthy and practicing with the Ducks. But he did. It had my attention. But does it mean he's a starter? No. The answer, in short, is no. There's still a lot. I mean, a lot of spring football to be played. I think what the Ty Thompson Oregon fans, and again, I, I'm a fan of Ty Thompson, but I'm talking about the segment of, of of Duck fans who maybe are some of you out there, who knows, who are you know wanting him to start regardless, looking for the next homegrown Oregon quarterback, a la Darren Thomas or Mariota or Justin Herbert. I understand that crowd. I, I I get it. I get why you want that. I'm a guy at the end of the day that if Ty Thompson's ready, great. Let's go and hope we can get three years of him as a high-level starter in the Pac-12 conference, hopefully at a national level. But if he's not ready, then he's not ready. And on a year-by-year basis, I want the guy who's going to help Oregon win games. That's that's who I want to be playing out there. Now, it's a longer discussion about this past season, whether he should have played more. I've said, and I'll say again, he should have played more, particularly in the bowl game. If not for you know the purpose of getting reps once the season was essentially decided, once Oregon's fate in that game was ultimately decided. So, but but coming back to to spring practice, which is where we are now, living in the moment here. Do I want an open competition? Yeah, I do. And if Ty Thompson beats out Bo Nix, great. I think that's fantastic because that would mean that the highest rated quarterback recruit in Oregon history. It's starting to hit his stride. He's starting to hit his ceiling. And that's ultimately what we're looking for here as Duck fans, right? We want the best players on the field. And Ty Thompson, from a physical trait standpoint, and based on the tape that everybody saw from him coming out of high school, he has the potential to be a really good college quarterback. He hasn't been there yet. I saw him talking to the media the other day. And by the way, he is a really, really good guy when it comes to to talking to the media. I mean, he's He's respectful. He's thoughtful. He's, you know, he looks like a quarterback. I mean, you look at him, you go, oh, that's a quarterback. Like, if you didn't know who he was and you just showed him to someone and said, hey, look at this guy talking, what position does he play? You'd go, oh, he plays quarterback, right? He's got the size. He's got kind of the confidence about him, but he's not arrogant. He, you know, he wants to work hard. He wants to get better. Talks about all those sorts of things. And one thing that he alluded to recently was that stuff has started, has, has sort of started to click. And that's very important. And, I understand that a lot of people want to see him last year, but remember, Marcus didn't play his first year. He redshirted behind Darren Thomas. There's a lot to learn, and the gap between high school and college football in a Power 5 conference 
is significant. And so there, there's a lot to learn. The offenses are more complicated. Now he's having to learn a new one with Kenny Dillingham. So there's a lot for him to study. And it's good to hear that he, he's starting to pick that sort of stuff up and that he's having a good relationship with Kenny Dillingham to the point where, you know, he's starting to grow within the offense. And we'll see how that plays out in the coming days. Could Ty Thompson have a real chance to start for the Oregon Ducks? Yeah, it's possible. I'll tell you why. But first, I want to tell you about stat here. I love March Madness. That Duke, North Carolina game was off the charts good. 18 lead changes. I mean, come on. And I fill out a bracket every year. But I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or actually won any money doing that. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Contests. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other. An amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That means you put $100 in your account, they will match that $100 for you. That is a 100% deposit match if you use promo code locked on at stathero.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Ty Thompson could have a real start, a real chance to start. He could. He he could. I'm I'm not going to lie to you about it. He's clearly going to be given at least somewhat of an opportunity. And I think that, you know, maybe it's just to get people interested, the the reason that he that he went went out there with the first team. But Coach Dillingham could say they don't have first team, second team right now. They've got a pretty good idea. And so I think what this at the very least says is they think Bo Nix and Ty Thompson are closer than they maybe would have been a year ago at this time. And ultimately, what I would love here is for a tough, spirited battle that doesn't even get decided until like the month of May. I would love for it to go through the spring game, see how they do in a little bit of live action, evaluate them fully and and make a decision at that point in time about who the best Oregon quarterback is going to be come fall 2022 when we go down to Atlanta and play the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. That's what I want to happen here, right? Whether or not that's actually taking place, we don't know. Based on the information we've given, it looks like it's going to be that way, but it's possible that this is just, you know, keeping Ty Thompson interested to to keep him around at the school, or it's just keeping fans interested to follow along with the program and create a little bit of buzz. I have no idea of knowing whether or not it's something like that, it's certainly possible. But maybe they also see Ty Thompson making great strides. Maybe he is better than Bo Nix at this point in time. He's certainly not more experienced. Bo Nix has played three years of college football. But I would love if they were 1A and 1B in whatever order you want to put them in all throughout the spring. I think that would be fantastic because I want them to push one another. I want them to have to work for the job, to earn it, to get better. I don't want it to just be given to one guy. Now, if Bo Nix ends up being the starter, many of you will probably feel, oh, they were never actually giving Ty Thompson a chance. It's hard for us to know, right? The media is given some access to practices, but it's not unlimited. And it's not as if coaches tell us every single little tiny detail of the conversations they're having when it comes to figuring out who the quarterback is going to be or who's going to be the top receiver, how they're going to do this this way or that that way. We don't know every single thing. We can only operate on the information that that we've been given. But if Ty Thompson is really having to start things, start having things click for him, as he said recently when, when talking to the media after practice, and if he is starting to look like the high caliber blue chip prospect that Oregon brought in in the class of 2021, yeah, he could have a real chance to start 
Bo Nix was a five-star recruit out of high school as well. According to 24-7, he grades as a three-star transfer because he hasn't quite hit his full ceiling. Maybe he just needs a different environment because he's a supremely talented guy with great mobility, with great experience, who's won games in the SEC. He's got a strong arm, but his decision-making and overall pocket presence could use some work. So maybe Ty's elevating in that sense. We don't know at this point in time. I think on the whole, for those of you that really want Ty Thompson to start, I think he'll have a chance but I think he's facing an uphill battle. I mean, even with this recent revelation about Thompson getting the the first team reps at the fourth Oregon spring practice, and we might look back in a couple of months and say, hey, that was a fun time when Ty Thompson was getting first team reps and maybe Jay Butterfield a shot up the depth chart and passed Thompson at that time. I wouldn't expect that, but you never know. Butterfield's a talented guy as well. I think he's facing an uphill battle, and I would still lean probably 60-40 Bo Nix is going to be the starter. But before this, did I think it was closer to 70-30? Yeah, maybe. But I would still assume they're going to put, and you know why you shouldn't assume, of course, but I would think Bo Nix still has the built-in advantage because of the history he's got with Dillingham and also because of his experience. And, and those two things are tough for Ty Thompson to overcome, but is he a talented enough quarterback prospect coming out of high school to be able to get pat, get over the mountain? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, if anyone could do it, it would certainly be him. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got decent mobility. He just has to learn how to play the quarterback position. I think we've seen that in the limited snaps that he's taken as Oregon's quarterback, you know, against Stony Brook and against Colorado. That's really been it as far as I can remember right now. He's a little raw, right? As he doesn't look totally comfortable out there and you need reps, you need time, you need to be able to grow, you need to be able to study and put in the work. And he very much seems like a guy who's cerebral enough to know that that's part of being a football player, particularly when you are a signal caller. So I think Nick's has got a little bit of advantage and it's important to remember that. But and you also have to consider as well that this staff brought in Bo Nix as a transfer. And Kenny Dillingham recently said after practice that they brought him in for competition. I think that's probably closer to coach speak. You know, he's going to say that. He's not saying we brought Bo in to be the starter. We want to bring him in for competition. Maybe they actually did. But I can't imagine you bring in a guy of Bo Nix's caliber to solely compete for the job. It seems like he would have a little bit of an inside track, right? The, the experience, the history of Dillingham, the, the fact that this coaching staff did not recruit Jay Butterfield or Ty Thompson doesn't mean they won't grow to like him as quarterback prospects for Oregon, but it, it does mean that it's something you have to consider when thinking about is Oregon actually going to potentially give the starting job to Ty Thompson over Bo Nix. It's like that, that built-in relationship, that history, that past relationship it's there, and you can't ignore that. But the signs right now that we're getting from the staff are that it's a very open competition. I hope it actually is that. I have no way of knowing if it is. It seems like what we saw in the previous coaching staff is there was not as much wiggle room to make a change of the quarterback, and maybe the staff is different. We, we don't know. I think it's still too early to tell, but... Exciting times, exciting times for, for some Duck fans out there. Just not just because of the, the intrigue that this brings to the spring game. I can't remember a more anticipated spring game, spring game. I really can't other than Marcus's spring game after Darren Thompson, Darren Thomas transferred. And I remember thinking, man, Darren Thomas transferred. What, what do you mean? He left, he left the program. What he's going to the Canadian. Huh? Why? He was so good. Who's coming in. 
that worked out pretty well. Uh, it's, it, wor- it worked out very well. So those are my initial thoughts on the uh, the quarterback situation. By the way, uh, Levius Overton did end up committing to Texas A&M. I'm not sweating it. It was always a long shot. And Oregon was kind of seen as a dark horse coming on strong at the end of his recruitment. But the five-star ultimately goes to Texas A&M. And he and his brother, the Liberty transfer, Makai Overton, were kind of seen as a uh, package deal. So I expect both to end up in College Station with Jimbo Fisher. And Boy, they, they know how to recruit down there. And that's kind of good news for Duck fans. Because if you remember, our chief of staff for football, Marshall Malkow, comes from Texas A&M. They know how to recruit. Recruiting is, uh, I don't know. 70% of the battle in college football. I think a lot of Duck fans out there feel that in the last few years, Oregon has won almost exclusively because they've recruited better. And in a lot of ways, that is very, very true. Dana Altman, speaking of recruiting, has landed a big-time recruit. Everything you need to know about Mookie Cook after I tell you about Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're going to bet golf, by the way, Duck fans, unbelievably fun. First of all, there's a ton of fun props that you can play with out there. Secondly, Picking a winner is a sucker's bet. The top 10s, top 20s, that's that's where you want to look. You can find some value on the board. Also want to remind you right now, if you want a question answered here on the show, there's three ways you can do that. Tweet with the hashtag AskLODPod. DM me at Smalls underscore 55. You see down there on YouTube. Yes, I am proud of how I've mastered my weatherman technique to understand where I need to look so that I'm glaring down at my uh, at my handle here on the screen temporarily. Or you can DM at LockedOnDucks. All of them wide open. So let's get to some Oregon basketball. Dana Altman lands a top five player in the class of 2023. He will not be here this fall. He'll be here next fall. But this is a really important thing. And so a couple takeaways here with regards to Dana Altman. Remember that tone of disappointment that I've had this year when talking Oregon basketball far too many times? Not all the time. There was that really exciting run after the back-to-back top five wins against USC and UCLA. Right, there were some high moments, but there were a lot of lows. And at the end, it was disappointment coming up short, missing the NCAA tournament for the first time since the 2017-18 season. And then Dana Altman, in his post-game presser after the season-ending loss to Texas A&M, kind of implied that the work ethic of some of the Oregon players wasn't where it has been in the past, and it just wasn't, uh, wasn't where he wanted it to be, and that they needed to get back to that. Okay, now remember back, again, we're doing some real time traveling here, a la Star Trek. I love Star Trek. Now, I remember back again when I talked about Dana having built up Oregon into a successful basketball brand, and that's kind of why he hasn't gone on to take another job because better ones haven't come available because of the pedigree that Oregon basketball still holds. And he's, you know, been the face of it for the last 12 years now, 20 plus wins in 12 straight years. Well, now, now that we've recalled all of that, let's now fast forward to the future and uh, boom, as they say. Top five recruit in the class of 2023. Mookie Cook is his name. A 6'7", 200-pound small four. He's originally from Jefferson. He was going to high school at Compass Prep in Chandler, Arizona. So sort of a home state guy, sort of not a home state guy. But this is a top five player in his class 
in his class, not at his position. This is a top five player in the class of 2023. He chose the Ducks over both Arizona schools, Gonzaga and Kentucky. You might have heard of those programs. They've had some success in the college basketball landscape over the last few years, just a little bit. This guy is a big, big deal when it comes to class of 2023. And again, I want to remind you so that you don't, you know, listen to the show every day, which I appreciate many of you doing. And I know that a lot of you do or watching here on YouTube. I, I just don't want you to watch it. And then fall comes around and then, you know, basketball practice happens and Mookie Cook isn't there. And you're looking around going, wait, where's, where, where's Mookie Cook? No, this is next year. But this is still a big deal because getting a guy like this after Oregon had one of its two worst seasons in the last 10 years. They've only missed the tournament twice in, or excuse me, three times in Dane Altman's tenure. The first two years were two of the, excuse me, four times. I don't know how to do math, but let's just wash over that for right now. So 12 years, Dane Altman has been Oregon's coach. The first two, as he built the Ducks up, he won the CBI, got to the NIT, I believe either the semis or the quarterfinals, something like that. Then in the last 10 years, He's missed the tournament twice, just twice. And after one of those years, this one, when Oregon basketball, by every measure, was seen as a disappointment, he goes out and is able to get a commitment from a top five player in the class of 2023. If that doesn't tell you about the strength, not just of Dane Altman as a coach, but of the brand of Oregon basketball and what he has built it up into, then I don't know what would, because that is just a tremendous confidence boost for all of your Oregon basket basketball fans out there who might have been worried about, oh boy, why did the season go wrong? And what was this? And yada, yada, yada. Looks like things are going to be okay. You got Kel Ware and Dior, Dior Johnson, both five-star recruits coming in the class of 2022. We'll see how many guys will be back from this last year's team. Eric Williams has already left. We're still waiting on word from guys like Enfali Dante or Will Richardson, Quincy Garrier. You, we don't know. Davion Harmon as well. So here's another reason that this is such a big commitment for the Ducks when it comes to the class of 2023. We see this a lot in college basketball, but I've talked about it in the context of college football as well. When you get one guy, and it's more prominent in basketball, I would say, when you get a top recruit, other top basketball recruits often want to go and play with that sort of guy. So the Ducks' top target now in the class of 2023 is a guy by the name of Kwame Evans Jr. Might be Kwame. I'm going to go with Kwame for now. Kwame Evans Jr., who is visiting Eugene in late April. He is the number two overall player in the class of 2023. And Mookie Cook is either the number four or number five, depending on where you look. But either way, he's a top five caliber recruit in the country for the current junior class of high school basketball players in the country. That's a pretty big deal. And guys like joining up. Remember that Duke team, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, and R.J. Barrett, the number one, two, and three recruits in their class? Yeah, they all wanted to join up and play together, right? And, and we saw this when, when Nico went to Tennessee. He said, yeah, I want to help recruit guys to Tennessee. Jaleel Tucker recruited Jaleel Florence to Oregon. This is how these things often play out. And, and Mookie said, by the way, right, when he was asked about going to Oregon, you know, he liked Dana Ullman, liked the staff, liked the facilities. They've been looking at him for a really long time. I think Dana first saw him when he was in eighth grade, actually, which is just crazy, absolutely crazy. But And he said, quote, I hope we can bring Kwame Evans Jr. too. 
That's the way this sort of stuff works. So you get one, other guys tend to want to follow because they look over and go, whoa, what, what, what's Oregon doing over there? I want to be, be a part of that. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's get after it. This is just the second top five recruit that Oregon has ever gotten since they started ranking that sort of stuff in 2007. The other one was Bull Bull. His career didn't go as planned. That was mostly due to an injury. Won't go into how that all went down, but this is a big time get for the Ducks, and it says a lot about where the program is at, that after a season like this, they were able to land this commitment and keep other guys committed to the program as well. So props to Dane Altman. I'm excited already. Can we get Oregon sports just like back up and running right now? Because I miss it. I'm sure you miss it as well. I miss it. You miss it. We we miss it. Cannot wait, man. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.